Good evening and welcome to episode 386 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast. If you join us for the first time, welcome to the family. You're tuned in to the only daily property podcast in South Africa, catering to your property needs. doesn't matter where you are on your property journey, whether you're looking to buy, to sell, to build, you're a tenant or you're a landlord, we're certainly here to help you along the way. And to all our regular viewers on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube, welcome to it. You know how we do. Every single weekday, you and I have an appointment where I'm always in conversation with a property expert who helps us navigate our property journey. And of course, talking about navigating our property journey, there's also a host of other great shows that you can look forward to right here across Private Property's social media pages. It's a Wednesday, so ST Klaassen is going to be bringing you the first time home by a show at 8 p.m. And every Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mbali Nogot brings you the farming podcast at the same time. And on Mondays and Fridays, Chad brings you the Home Shoppers Show, where he takes you through incredible properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za. Now, as many of you can see, unfortunately, uh, my camera is not turned on. I'm having load shedding. My network is buckling. But the show always has to continue because we always want to make sure that we're bringing your daily dose of all things relating to property. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Come hell, come high water, or uh, certainly any load shedding is not going to stop us from making sure we always tackle property matters. Now, one of the other things that certainly isn't going anywhere anytime soon is, of course, the incredible competition that we're running on our Facebook page. Uh, go on over there and look at the po- at the pinned post on our page where we're asking you to share the property advice that you've picked up from watching, uh, whether it's this show or, of course, the other great shows that are across private property's social media pages. And if you do so, you stand a chance of walking away with 500 rands in cash. And all you have to do to, to be able to claim that prize is if we call your name, uh, you have to be watching us live and drop us a message to claim your prize. Now, unfortunately, we haven't had a winner claim their prize. And so uh, the money has been rolling over in the money bag. I think we're not sitting at what 2,500 rands that is in the money bag. And so whoever's going to win this evening uh, stands a chance, stands a chance of walking away with that cash prize. We'll catch up with who the potential winner is later on this evening. And I'll share some of the great posts that you know those of you at home have shared with us as we've been running this competition. But to kickstart our conversation, it's a Wednesday. So we've got somebody from the APSA Home Loans team this evening. We're going to be looking at managing your first time home buying. Uh, fears, and I'm joined by Zeta Manuels, who's the product portfolio manager for home for first time home buyers at Absa Home Loans. Zeta, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. Ah, oh, good evening, Zama. Thank you for having me again. It's lovely to always be here and having property conversations for first time buyers. Thank you for it's having only- me. This evening. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the show, uh, Zeda. And I think your your beat, of course, is first time home buyers. And and one thing that we know is that first time home buyers are bound to 
certainly be scared of you know, the first time home buying journey. Many of us who've walked that path know it all too well. Uh, it's scary. It seems very, in, you know, intimidating. Perhaps let's, let's first just explore some of these fears that we know uh, people tend to typically have when it comes to home ownership, uh, especially those who come from you know, renting uh, as, as a background as opposed to perhaps be uh, exposed to people who've been buying properties a few times. Thanks, Sama. I think the biggest fear around intent in the property ladder is the buying process. I think as a first-time buyer, you're always concerned if it's the right time, you know, are you searching for the right property in the right suburb? But more importantly, is taking on the long-term debt, um, you know, commitment, a long-term commitment from a debt perspective, as well as um, and ensuring that you can be able to afford, afford the debt that you're taking on. Also, looking at the different economic dynamics that plays a role, you're not always sure if the property and the suburb that you may be interested in may still be in good standing over a couple of years. Um, and I think also what's another biggest fear is that, you know, are you making the right decision now at the right time? And I think naturally those would be fears around the buying process, but we've got resources to help you to alleviate some of those fears and um, different, um, different tools to also help you. Mm-mm-mm. And I think, you know, perhaps let's explore some of these fears and just how valid they, they tend to be. Because I know that sometimes, uh, and I was like this, you know, earlier on in my property journey before I made the leap of going from renting to ultimately buying, uh, one of the fears was not the most legitimate of fears. And, and I always share this. Uh, and, and now looking back, it's a bit of an embarrassing uh, thing to, to, to admit to. But at the time, I think I was, what, 22? looking to buy a property and I think the very big thing that that was weighing heavy on me was oh gosh Zamandunga you're single uh, you know 22 year olds at the time they don't buy a property uh, maybe wait until you get into a serious relationship before you buy right so just stay renting uh, in retrospect I mean I know that many women don't think like that uh, anymore certainly are buying properties as young as 22 but when we look at some of those fears and and and, and just the legitimacy of them have you just take us through some where you really do need to almost think heavily around it and others where you kind of know that look this is this is not this is not a big fear you know this is just one of those things that in when you look at it in retrospect you think i actually regret not doing it um and especially because that was the reason holding me back i think psychologically we would fear the process of buying Mm -hmm. i think actually there'll be some elements of anxiety around the buying process But more importantly, I think it's the fear of the unknown because you're not sure, you know, are you making the right decision? Is it the right property? Can you afford it? Um, But I think what's important is that understanding the resources available you to support you and also looking at reaching out uh, for support and information to help you through the buying process as well. There's banks that can share information with you. There's also estate agents as a resource that can help you around property guidance. Um, banks can help you around the finance and lending component. And I think those are all your support structures. And there's also friends and family who's previously bought homes that can even give you guidance as well around the experience. So I think as a first-time buyer, it's about research. But naturally, emotively, you will fear the process. But um, that's why the resources are there to support you, to to alleviate those and give you all the tools and the guidance you need to make the right decision. 
Mm. I am this evening in conversation with Zeta Manuel, who's product portfolio manager for first time home buyers at AFSA Home Loans, as we tackle managing your first time home buying fears. And I see some of the love that we're getting uh, from our viewers on our Facebook page. Megan from Skaldbeck uh, tuning in, saying good evening, fam, Belinda, Edenzen. Uh, uh, rather, also watching Analda Everton uh, also tuned in there on our Facebook page. Of course, do keep the love coming. We absolutely love seeing it. Um, and of course, later on, as I promised, we are going to be uh, going through a few of the posts that some of you at home have sent us uh, for the competition that we're running, looking at some of the key things that you've learned while watching the show. Now, Zeta, I think when we look at where we can go for property advice and this is even one of the you know the competition that we're running where can first-time home buyers go to to get uh, excellent property advice that's going to help them uh, make better and and more informed property decisions perfect I think we'll start with a bank. Uh, we'll start with an estate agent. So an estate agent is there to give you guidance, to show you properties that you may be interested in, and you may ask the questions. Then there's private property as a search portal. Um, give you good guidance. You can retrieve property, property reports to understand the suburbs and some of the statistics and information you may need from an amenities perspective as well. Um, there's also good information around guiding tips of purchasing um, information on private property as a portal. When it comes to banks, uh, the banks is a financial lender sits with the financial assistance. However, as a bank at APSA, we also have great pre-buying tools that can help consumers make the decision. So we've got a great knowledge information hub on our APSA portal, where it actually guides you around um, information, around um, articles, around the buying process, what are tips to look out for as a buyer, as a first-time buyer. We've also got a great tool that can help you understand what you can afford from a pre-qualification perspective. So you can complete that to see what outcome you get and what you could afford, and you can then start searching. And then we also got an e-learning tool, um, APSA My Home Owner Journey, that can help you understand the ins and outs of home ownership and the entire buying process, inclusive of all the attorney costs associated to as well. And our calculators on our website can also help you navigate around affordability, what is the maximum property purchase price you can buy, and all the associated costs like attorney fees to that. So that's the sort of support that a lender can provide. And um, then there's, like I've mentioned, pre uh, family and friends that also share their experiences around their buying processes as well and give guidance. But I think from a resource perspective, um, there's a bank, there's the search portal private property, um, APSA has great tools on our website to help you as a first-time buyer, and um, estate agents can also be a great guidance support around especially areas and properties in different suburbs as well. And of course, we are. Um, one of the great things is, as I was saying, is that we are running this great competition uh, where we are, uh, you know, asking you at home what kind of property advice you've also picked up while watching the show. Uh, Christine Dichaba saying, I'm learning daily from the show, came across it recently, listened to the session about the conveyancing process, been hooked since then. Thanks, private property, to many more sessions. Uh, Mallory Panther saying, for all your property needs, I've learned things on private property i never knew existed hoa olive farming wagner beef with 
APSA, uh, and that is uh, Mallory Pather. And Cosmos Nube saying investing in property is a wise move in one's lifetime. Going for such needs professional advice that's free of charge. Private of uh, private property offers this. And we've got a comment uh, coming through from Umata Shingange uh, saying, "Let's have a re- uh, let's let's repeat the rollover a few times until we get to ten thousand. Five k is also fine." Of course, she's making reference there to the competition that we're running. And earlier she was saying, uh, my biggest worry many years ago was affordability. I didn't know whether I would be able to keep up with the increasing rates. This was, of course, way before I learned how to run my numbers. And, uh, and I think that's quite a big one. Affordability certainly is one of those big things that so many people uh, tend to worry about. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the common mistakes that people at home uh, make. But in the meantime, let's give a look at who the potential winner of that uh, 2,500 rands that is up for grabs this evening and, and and i hope they're watching if they're not we are of course going to have a rollover but in the meantime let's have a look who the lucky winner is And the lucky winner this evening is Uvusimbata. Uvusimbata, uh, congratulations. You're the winner of that 2,500 rands that is up for grabs uh, this evening. I hope that Vusi is indeed watching and can claim that prize. Uh, 2,500 rands up for grabs. Vusimbata, uh, we'll see if they'll be able to claim that prize before the end of the show. Uh, continuing with our conversation with Zeta Manuel, the product portfolio manager for first-time home buyers and APSA home loans talking about uh, managing your first-time home buying fears and Zeta I think let's look at uh, some of the common mistakes first-time home buyers tend to make because we know that first-time uh, home buyers and first-time home owners were prone to make uh, mistakes in when we're you know navigating that first-time home buying and home ownership journey perhaps share with that some of the common mistakes that we typically make uh, thanks, Amma. I think affordability is one of them. It's a it's a key one. I think ensure that you check and assess your affordability. You know, it's one of the things we commonly make a mistake. We don't run our numbers to better understand can we afford uh, a property and, um, you know, entering into an agreement over the long term. Also, understanding your credit record. Um, ensure that it's, it's a good credit record. And if you have any challenges or anything that you need to clear up on there, reach out to the Bureau and get a credit report. You do get one annually free from TransUnion or Experian, so you can understand your credit standing. And then I think not having enough money saved up for the attorney associated cost to home ownership, such like attorney fees, once off electricity, um, utility expenses, as well as moving costs, you know, and then assess your budget to ensure that you can actually accommodate additional expenses. Um, 
And also, you know, once you're a homeowner, you, you need to always have disposable income and savings set aside for unexpected maintenance costs from a homeowner perspective. You know, those those become your you accountable for those over time. And then also, you know, um, those are some of the, the most common mistakes we make and we're not really completely prepared for the journey. And when we entered and we're there, we get these surprise surprises and we might not be ready. And it can then make the entire buying experience negative. So um, that's why we have all the resources available, you know, to support first-time homeowners, first-time buyers as they prepare for the journey so that it can be a really positive experience rather than negative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important one, you know, to, to take note of. And I think one of the other big things is, uh, of course, preparing to buy, uh, Zeta. I think what are some of the best ways to make sure then, especially first-time home buyers who are watching, I know many people are setting their plans for 2022, looking to uh, certainly have property goals as, as as part of their goals for the, for the new year. How can they best prepare themselves uh, in the event where buying a home is part of the goals for the new year? I think as the as the preparation journey begins, I think one of it should first start with, you know, should, ha, do you have an idea of which suburb you'd like to buy, which area you're interested in? Research the area, understand the amenities and its surroundings, understand, you know, uh, traffic connectivity or um, transport networks, you know, around the area. So you have a good understanding of possible areas you may be interested in. Then retrieve some property reports to understand, you know, what are average home prices in that area and and have a better understanding around the area from an information perspective. And and I think that's that's another way where you can access some of this information via private property as well on their website. I think then go to your personal budget, assess your budget and understand, can I actually afford a home? You know, look at your income, look at your expenses, try to look at where you can reduce unnecessary expenses, keep them quite minimal so that you can actually afford a repayment of a home. Um, Then utilize um, calculators. You know, we've got that on our apps or website. Play around with a calculator to understand if I buy a home for different price ranges, what's the associated attorney fees to that, what would be an average repayment installment for a home loan. Then also look at the affordability and that goes inside with your affordability. Then you can complete a pre-qualification to see what you can actually afford, you know. And then also, as mentioned, make sure that your credit record is in good standing and you clear clear that up. But also with budgeting as well, all the other additional costs that you will incur as a homeowner, such like insurance costs, um, if you're buying in a sectional title property or estate living um, levies, you know, average levy costs um, as well, take that into account and moving costs, you know, as well as consider as a homeowner, what is some of the furniture costs that you need to save up for? Check your savings. Do you have enough savings to accommodate some of those expenses that you will incur as you prepare for the journey? Um and, and and I think those are all things that that can help you prepare for your journey um, as you as you as you think about becoming a property owner as a first time buyer. 
We are taking your questions and comments this evening as we look at managing your first-time home buying uh, fears uh, with Zed Emanuel from APSA Home Loans. Tiathu Munyai asking, do you give 100% bond for first-time home buyers? And I want to expand on that question, Zeda, around you know what, what informs a bank extending 100% LTV versus maybe an 80 or 90? Because I know many people... Uh, probably may want 100%, even if they've got the deposit, uh, but still want that 100% LTV. Uh, so do you give it for first-time home buyers? And also what informs a bank um, actually getting to 100% uh, instead of it being 90 or 80%? Thank you, Zama. That's a really great question. I think it goes back to affordability. So as a bank, when you submit an application, we look at your, we assess your application to understand if you can afford a loan and if you're, if you're in good standing from a credit, uh, credit scoring perspective and a lending perspective. So we've got to align to that. We do the assessment for affordability and credit lending. And then the, we also, and that is how the outcome is calculated in terms of the type of lending we give you. At APSA, we do offer for first-time buyers up to 105% lending as a first-time buyer, and we give you all other great benefits as well, as as well as attorney discounts to support you to get onto the uh, property ladder as a first-time buyer. But that, in a nutshell, is how we assess you as a customer when you apply for lending with the bank. Mm. And and then when we then look at uh, Zeta, the best way uh, for people to to kind of navigate that home buying journey, you know, once they're ready, they're prepared, they've done their research, you know, is there almost a, a checklist that they must have in, in mind as, as they walk through, uh, you know, home buying? Because I know that this is one of those things that uh, you can very easily forget because there's just so many steps, so many moving parts, so many things that sometimes happens. Uh, you know, is there a checklist that at the very least we kind of need to be aware of, especially where you know that, you know, your finances are well, you've kept your credit score really well, you've saved up for your deposit. Uh, almost what, what, what checklist should you, you have in mind uh, once your, your finances are healthy and you're now ready uh, to, to certainly you know, start viewing and, of course, sign on that offer to purchase? I think importantly, um, before you make that step, ensure that, you know, your finance is in good standing, your credit record's in good standing, now you're ready to make an offer. So be sure that the property you're interested in is the one that you 110% comfortable with. So make sure it meets your requirements, your living requirements, especially and your needs. So a lot of us look for different amenities in a surrounding suburb, good transport network systems, fiber connectivity, is the security what you're looking for in the suburb or if you're buying in a in a sectional title property, do you understand how the levies work? The, the the rules of a complex as well is also important. You want to find yourself finding out about certain things that might not suit your lifestyle. Um, and make sure that the property you're buying is in line with your lifestyle and where you are from a life stage perspective as well. Um, you know, and then uh, when you come into the lending part of things, um, as a bank, we've made it very easy for you to apply online for your home loan. Um, and we also have a great support team as well from a sales and service perspective that can guide you on the journey, um, you know, throughout the process and made it very convenient. And then we also have great first time buyer uh, benefits at APSA. 
to help you to enter the property ladder as well, such as our up to 105% lending for young professionals. And we also have great, we give all first time buyers a 50% attorney discount as well and good uh, personalized interest rates as well. And going to more of your questions and comments at home, we've got a comment coming through on YouTube, Pakistan Dawi, rather saying, I'm one of those scared buyers. My application is currently with bond lawyers. I'm anxious about the unknown fluctuating interest rates and increasing rates and taxes. Umenzi Butelez is saying, beyond understanding the full property purchasing process, I think one, one must also work to improve their financial management skills because you have to manage your money around around the buying and also maintaining the property you buy. Um, and another one here coming through from Obudumelo um, uh saying, do you give 100% on small holding? Uh, and, I, and I know this this wouldn't be a first-time home buyer and probably a, one of those questions that should be asked on the, on, on the farming podcast, but I'll, I'll still give it to you nonetheless, uh, Zeta, 100% on small holding. So what we do is we'll go through the same affordability and assessment process. Um, once we assess you and assess your application based on affordability and your credit criteria, we'll share an outcome based on whether it's 100% or below. And that's generally how we assess an application. Yeah, but we do give up to 100%. And I think if, if if I if I understand the question, it's probably referring to small holding small holding farm. Uh, I know that with farms, uh, really, does it get there? But you you because banks almost want you to put a bit of skin in the game. Um, but I do recommend watching the farming podcast. Bali has certainly spoken to colleagues. Uh, to your colleagues Zeta at APSA uh, who look at Agri and and I think that would be a great uh, you know conversation to listen to and even look at what they look for specifically when it comes to of course buying um, a farm. Tsebo um, Mokobudi saying also I heard that financial advisors get some incentive from banks like interest rates and reductions. What incentives what incentives uh, or benefits does APSA give for financial advisors when applying for their home loan? I think this one speaks to you know Sometimes, Zeta, I think people are, and, and I've seen this in different instances, we sometimes get scared or or are certainly wary. I think the word is more wary. When we're seeking um, advice from a financial institution that we know is also going to get a sale because we think they may not have our best interest at heart. Uh, so I'm thinking of, for instance, when you want to negotiate for a lower interest rate, uh, you know, they may think, look, your, your bond consultant might not want to fight for you to get that lower rate. Uh, because they, you know, they're going to get perhaps a bigger, you know, commission if they have you signing up on uh, uh, on a higher interest rate. Perhaps, uh, you know, shed light with that one because I know this is a sentiment that so many people uh, certainly think and 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 hold when it comes to these kinds of things. Well, thanks, Sama. I think, look, when we, in, I think, if you look at entering into agreement over a long period of time, you want to know that the out the financial outcome is the best. So when you submit your application um, and, and if you receive your, your outcome and you may be not happy with, with the interest rate that's been applied, you can send that back to the bank and say, you'd like to see if you could get a better interest rate. We'll review that and we'll share an outcome with you. Yeah, That's the actual process that we follow today. 
Yeah. Mm, a great question coming through here from Lindisi Chabela saying, as, as agents, we do our best to educate first-time home buyers, but the challenge we have uh, is that they sometimes would rather get a loan to pay the transfer fees. Can banks educate first-time home buyers? And I'm sure you see that quite a bit uh, there, Zeta. Yes, we actually do. I think it comes part of the preparation process. So it takes me back to when I say you need to have sufficient savings um, so that you can accommodate all the costs and expenses that comes with becoming a first-time homeowner. And, and a lot of the times, people might have not saved up for attorney fees, for the one-source rates and tax costing, the electricity costing, and then they don't have enough money for some of those, right? So then they lean towards taking up a loan to, uh, to pay for those expenses, which can put pressure on your budget over time. And that's why we really encourage the market as part of your preparation journey, it's imperative to have savings set aside so that you can accommodate these costs as, as you go through the buying process. And more importantly, like I've mentioned, when you assess your budget, try to keep your expenses at a minimal and really for basics and not incur additional debt when you're taking up a long-term debt like a home loan as well. Because you can feel the pressure over time, especially when the econ- econo- economy takes a turn and interest mm-hmm. rates start increasing then when you assess your budget you will find that you might be a little bit tight because now you can't accommodate the interest rate hike increases and you might be struggling with repayments in the long term so it's very important to manage your finances be very prudent about it and um, really um, when you become a homeowner really ensure that your budget accommodates that has a surplus and it and you can actually save for those unexpected expenses as well that in, that you can incur once you are a homeowner and um, also ensure that you know you always have a savings pool set aside um, that's the guidance i can share as uh, a and and as we wrap, Zeta, I think one of those questions that many first-time home buyers sometimes have is what the ideal first purchase is. You know, is it an existing you know property or a property in an existing uh, complex or estate? Uh, is it buying off plan? Is it buying a you know full title freestanding property? How should people be sort of thinking through the type of property that that they should be buying as their first purchase? Great, great, Sama. I think um, I think assess where you are from a life stage perspective and lifestyle perspective. Uh, there's there's benefits to sectional title if you're looking for security, lock up and go. Um, body corporate manages the 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 levies. You just pay a once-off cost for levies and maintenance, and that's been managed by the body corporate. If you're in a sectional title property, um, also. Um, Structure insurance is also taken up by the body corporate as, as an example, if you're in a sectional title property. Um, and, and and also, you know, some these days, some of our sectional estate living type of properties comes with certain requirements like uh, fiber networks, um, you know, et cetera. And those things have become quite important. So I think it's really dependent of where you are in your life stage. A freestanding property is also great. I think you just become more responsible. You become responsible for 
upscaling your security or in improving the security of a freestanding property, if that's important to you. The maintenance also becomes your owner, um, becomes um, something that you'll be accountable for. So if there's any maintenance that you need to do on a freestanding property, you must be ready to, to, to uh, absorb those costs as well. And I think those are some of the pros and cons that you've got to weigh up, you know, based on your desires and your needs. And also your life stage where you find yourself, you know, are you single? Would you want to buy the property for investment? Um, is it for extended family? Are you young parents? You know, it depends on your life stage and, 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 and in your lifestyle as well. So those are factors you've got to consider as you, as you buy for property um, in conjunction with the suburb and the area and things like amenities and schools, um, things that are important to you. Um, that you would need access to. And that also are drivers to help you make the decision around which type of property that you buy. Mm -hmm. And Zida, as we wrap up our conversation, any final tips for our viewers at home uh, who are you know, aspiring first-time home buyers or certainly getting ready, of course, to purchase their first home in the new year? So the guidance I can give is please prepare the journey. I think assess your budgets, understand your affordability, um, do the pre-qualification to see how much you can afford. Ensure your credit record is in good standing. Please set savings aside for the associated cost to home ownership. And um, visit APSA's website. We've got great first-time buyer products available to you and benefits. And we've got great pre-buying tools and information that can help you on your journey as you prepare for home ownership. And we are going to leave it there this evening, Zeta. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Zama, and thank you, everybody, for listening to us this evening. Stay safe. And that is Zeta Manuel, who's a product portfolio manager for first-time home buyers at APSA Home Loans, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzama Dongwa Kumalo. And the team has let me know, unfortunately, Vusimbata has not claimed uh, that 2,500 rands. We have another rollover. Uh, so. 4,000, 3,000 rands. Look at me even losing count. 3,000 rands up for grabs tomorrow evening. Unfortunately, I won't be here. Hetty's going to be holding it down, presenting the show. And of course, I'll be back on your screens on Friday evening. Uh, that's it from myself. I'll be back on Friday. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.